on last week's Irrevelations. And now I realize why all the Republicans hate Common Core math is because it was invented by the Jews. If there's anything Israel is good for, it's turning into a violent mob at the drop of a hat. And it doesn't explain why God did this. Was he pranking them? They're both savages. The Israelites go back to the Lord. They're like, come on, God, what the fuck? Hey guys, sorry about that, but we did bring 400 virgins. Like, where's the other 200? Yeah, you f boys can't share? Technically, we cannot give them our daughters, but who's to say they can't just kidnap them? When the fathers and their brothers of these kidnapped, sex trafficked women complain, just say to them, hey, come on. Before we turn to the word, I would like to say I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. We're recording here, and it's like an hour before we record, and I start getting text messages from everyone trying to fill me in, to, inviting me to go hunting tonight, Yeah, which is a little wild. That's, that's kind of like a... That's confusing. That's something you plan out, but whatever. Can do. And to go to the festival and all this stuff. And I just, I'm starting to feel like I'm that friend that's like the filler. I'm like the pinch hitter. The last second when every, friend. Yeah, when everyone else is fucking busy or whatever. I wish I, I don't think I'm a, I don't, I don't even think I'm the last second friend. I feel like I'm the friend where like, okay, I, it, it, there's no one respectable at this party, right? There's no one that's going to get offended by some joke that'll piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble at a party the other night. I mean, I don't want to say in trouble, I was, you know, but... No, say in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about hunting, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm oh, hunting no. with my, you know, and they're like, what are you going to hunt with? I was like, oh, I'll just fucking hunt with my AR. I don't know, I don't give a fuck. And they're like, you're going to hunt with an AR? That's not enough stopping power. I was like, hey, if it's good enough for a bunch of fucking Somalians, it's good enough for... <laughs> it's good enough for... For pigs, you know. But everyone got all butthurt. They're like, oh, that's racist against Somalians. I was like, they're a target. They're pirates. We shoot them with 5.56. Five, I mean, I don't want to get in the whole argument about modern cartridges, but they do die by American yeah. soldiers. I mean, am I the bad guy for remarking how many poor people we kill with our military? You really ruin the meat, though, when you do that. <laughs> Somalians? They got to be streaky. Yeah. That's got to be greasy I, like a fucking... I'd rather eat a raccoon. I don't know. It's like, They're good for making carnitas. I find you got to slow cook it, uh, let it tender yeah, up. Yeah, you got to get you gotta take the back strap. What's a little left of it, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. But you got to cook it thoroughly to get all the worms out. <laughs> <laughs> that means riddled with parasites. I mean, that's sad, but also probably very true. Yeah, we're not. We're not. Again, this isn't a this isn't a slant on the Somalian people. It's just a, it's I'm a allowed fact. to talk about that because I got worms one time when I went to the third world. Yeah, did you really? So. <laughs> Uh, basically one of them. Yeah, dude, I haven't, I haven't told you about that. No, let's let's do it here. I was online. on a mission trip. I was on a mission trip to Honduras. Right. And uh, we get home and my dad's like, I'm going to have you take some albenzol just in case, <laughs> which basically is a paralytic. Okay. For for uh, parasites. Huh. Free, it just, they, it doesn't kill them. They just, all any parasites in your bowels 
like lose their grip Ooh, and fall out that's your very ass. Very humane. And I was just shitting piles of worms into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's uh, what I get for doing God's work. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people getting their just desserts for God's work, no, we're not ready yet. Um, <laughs> oh, do, do you know what, what I saw in the news that was really exciting? Okay. Did you see the teen who's like upset because she's getting backlash for painting her face black? Uh, uh, is it a teen in blackface, or am I missing some subtlety here? Is there is there a detail? There is some subtlety here. So she's at a haunted house. Okay. And the supervisor or whatever, like the chaperone, I guess is a better word, uh-huh. was like, "Yeah, you guys are going to be in charge of scaring people that come through this area." Mm-hmm. They had black hoods, all black clothing, right? Painted their faces black so they were invisible. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> Which is fine, right? Right. You would think it's not a it's not a costume, obviously. Yes. But here's the problem. They take a selfie at some point. Right. And the girl that posted online does hashtag N-word gang. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, whoa, whoa, the other girl. The that, girl that, that context like, might be too much. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I she's like, I don't I didn't know she was gonna put that hashtag. Yeah. Like I didn't know that's what this was. Sorry, Becky, your life is ruined now. <laughs> Should have fucking known better. I I, I mean I, just don't Honestly, if someone tells me to put blackface on, I'm going to assume it's for a smear campaign. You know, I saw just... that video of uh, them taking down al-Baghdadi, and uh, yeah. some of those troops had black camouflage on their face, and I was like, I don't care. Canceled. Yeah, I was like, canceled. I don't care what you've done for America. That's not okay. We have to we have to put a line in the sand somewhere. Those and we should euthanize that dog just for hanging out with them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. Guilt by association. Obviously, you know. It's like those people that hang out with Harvey Weinstein. Canceled. Hunt them down. Oh, I would well, I mean, fucking honestly, garrot them in an alleyway. I'm not joking. That part, under honest. I would beat up his mom for <laughs> yeah, daring would, to birth his ass. I would, I would beat women to get him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man. makes sense. Dude. I hope someday that Harvey Weinstein's mother needs like a fucking kidney or she's going to die. And I'm the guy with the matching kidney. And I'm like, all right, well, you better take off your fucking clothes. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's, that's, that's quid pro quo. Yeah, I'm just, like, I'm just like time for Harvey to get a taste of his own medicine. Uh, I learned no. this from the Benjamites. But, uh, yeah, but what if, let's face it, she's going to be 90 years old and she'll probably want it. She's going to be like, so I get a kidney and a dick? Right? <laughs> I mean, think about the kids she raised. That woman is probably thirsty as fuck. Yeah, she probably menopause rubs. be damned. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. I think it, I heard it just revs them up. Yeah, from the fanfics I write rubs. <laughs> from the fanfics I write. That's what I've heard. Ah, cool. <laughs> you should see uh, my McGonagall. Man, that actually would have been a perfect segue into the episode. But I know you want to talk about something else first. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, I um, <laughs> this is so minor, but I've been. Uh, I've been reading about crypto fascists. They're my new favorite. I don't even know what the word is anymore. Uh, just uh, chunches, I guess. That, that's the, that's the word we've created. Yeah, chunches yeah. to describe. It's a new word. We invented it. It means it means douchebags. Lame. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, chunches. I, when good. I think of it, I, I I can't describe it to you. But when I think about people trying to propose a mass genocide and white supremacy uh, through the use of frogs and clowns and, like, <laughs> hand signals for okay and stuff. I just think, God, what a bunch of fucking chunches. 
I know the word you wanted to say. Judges, because it's current year. Uh, I, yeah. I feel the need to say judges for the people who are like, oh, yeah, oh, friend world. <laughs> hey, friends, can you get six million pizzas into one oven? Everyone's like, that's impossible. And you're like, oh, you guys are such fucking goofs. Uh, God oh, damn it. Man. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a moment of vulnerability here and tell you when I, I've seen the word crypto fascist around, which by the way, has been around. I looked it up since like the twenties. It's an old word. It pro- I mean, technically the KKK were a form of crypto fascist, you know? Yeah. I, like absolutely. is my friend so I, Carl here? And everyone's like, that guy's cool as shit. <laughs> Car- uh, my friend Carl, Carlstein Carlberg. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, this, <laughs> this guy gets it. <laughs> um, no. So. <laughs> Although those names obviously would not jive with their whole worldview. Yeah. Uh, regardless, uh, I thought I had only seen it recently. Right. And I thought it was a new thing. And I assumed that it meant people that were both fascists and also wanted the world to convert to cryptocurrency. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like only, I just assumed it was like some weird crossover. Only by using Bitcoin can we eradicate the Jews. And Oh, I wonder if that – huh. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've been reading a lot of conspiracies about a world government slash bank – Run by a bunch uh, of people in parentheses. Maybe Bitcoin yeah. is the answer to breaking Soros's grip on the world governments. Mm. Well, here's the thing: is that if you go look at like crypto people online, right. there's a lot of fascists. <laughs> there's like a lot of fucking racist people. Yeah, that's funny. There's a weird MAGA crypto crossover thing. I don't know why. I just that's probably why it, that's what I thought. I, I just think it's fucking the dumbest shit. I, I I don't know. I I just imagine. I, I I think of the whole worldview and how tough they like to pretend they are, while also hiding behind me. Like, what if we dressed up as Hitler with a giant purple dildo? Be like, no one's gonna figure this out. Oh yeah, we could. Uh, I don't know. It just I, I don't know. Are they? Is it cool? Is crypto fascism cool? Let's let's break it down. I've never really understood okay. the people that hide behind it. First off, hard no. Uh, I think for the audience, let's get that out there up front before there's time to, you know, conject about it. Um, you're right when you talk about the whole clown thing. I think the clown thing is the worst. Right. Like, did you ever see that subreddit before it got shut Friend down? Friend World? Yeah. Oh, or, I, no, I, I was uh, big into that. W- like World War Clown or Clown <laughs> World War? Oh, uh, yeah. It was a Clown World Clown. And they have, they have like 80 of them, you know. Yeah, because they keep getting like stepped on like roaches. Right. But um, the idea that like you know, like no one, no one is deceived. You know, right? Like we all know you're a piece of shit. But you're like, oh, you can't. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just talking doing about clown clouds. fan oh, fiction yeah. or whatever. It's, I mean, it's it's some fucking playground ass bullshit. I'm just talking about a new world order based on clowns and their perfect white skin. Uh, like, yeah, that's that's good. I just, I, I don't know. It just. It makes me feel like you must be just fucking pathetic. Like, I don't want to fucking talk about racism or the evils of it because I don't really care. But well, part of me just, <laughs> that's me anyway. But part of me just thinks yeah, like, what sure. a fucking use of your time. Like, what? Like if I was some dude, if I was just like, hey, man, what are you up to this weekend? Oh, man, I'm going to spend 40 hours this week trying to make memes about clowns, about how, how we're the superior race. I'm like, that's what makes you feel superior? This is what it takes to establish yourself in the modern age? Clown memes? It's obviously born of a certain like inadequacy. Right. It has to, like right. It must be a like why genius. else? Whenever I, 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 I'm, I get I get banned from those subreddits constantly, but I assume <laughs> it's about having a tiny <laughs> penis. You, know? you just keep posting pictures of yours. Yeah. Like, am I cool? Can I join? Look at this like liberal dick, and they're like, we don't want that at all. 
I put a fucking Hanukkah on it or menorah. <laughs> They're like, this is the liberal <laughs> dick we've ever seen. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, get it, man. It's just, a it's a world gone mad. It's <laughs> it's kind of fun. It, it's just, I mean, the, it's just I mean, the president, yeah. the president of the United States is getting booed at a baseball game. Yeah. Come on, what are you talking? <laughs> if you can't, if if the leader of the free world is getting booed at a fucking baseball <laughs> game, the the biggest expression of American freedom, then what's going on with the rest of us? Uh, I loved after that game. Yeah. After sidebar, mm-hmm. uh, conservative Twitter was a buzz with like. Astros support because that <laughs> of course because the Nats the Nats were booing him right because they were at NDC right the Astros were the other team and everyone's like oh the Astros this is they booed the president they're gonna pay for that in Game Seven and the Nats like swept it oh good <laughs> I heard they won the whole thing yeah yeah shut up <sighs> left wing destroyed well the opposite of that but I don't know anyway. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> it's not important I don't watch baseball obviously <laughs> do you know who else communist. didn't watch baseball. Yeah. Ruth, because they didn't have televisions. <laughs> oh, or baseball. There's never been a famous Ruth related to baseball. Period. Oh fuck, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the most famous baseball player of all time. Uh, uh, well, uh, Damn, why didn't I use that as my transition? Yeah, well, it's all fucked up anyway. Moving on. Welcome to the Revelations podcast. Yeah, we're the podcast that reads the Bible, so you don't have to. We're pretty good at it, um, I'd say. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Grant DeVoice. I'm Cole Delusky. And this week, uh, episode 58, we're kicking off and ending, I would hope, the Book of Ruth. Oh, yeah. We'll finish it. I don't care how long it takes. Yeah. I don't care if you guys have to sit there in your ch- car in the driveway, your wife wondering what the hell you're doing out there, what kind of mistress you're texting. Right. What kind of I'll be a- child porn you're looking at on your phone? Huh. <laughs> you've you've matched our demographic perfectly, but uh, <laughs> I figured I figured them out. Uh, yeah, I uh, the only thing I hate more than the audience is myself. So that's why we're gonna fucking commit to finishing yeah. this this whole book. We're gonna do a whole yeah. crab in the bucket type thing. Yeah, yeah, take you drag you down into the book of Ruth. So if you're still you know interested the- in this shit, welcome. To- <laughs> yeah, don't be. Uh, but if you are, I'm gonna I'm gonna sum up the book of Ruth real quick. Uh, not not the storyline per se, but the theme okay. I think is exactly uh, women's erotic literature. <laughs> it is. Right? It, it it does kind of. Ruth is sort of an odd breath of fresh air since Judges, and yes it and does no, kind okay. of read like kind of Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, in a time where they stoned witches, so you kind of had to be on the more. The, the more chill side of things, you know, a little bit more PG. Sure. First off, the the one thing that's a big change is the women have names. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and aren't just rape bait uh, for it re- Benjamins. It reminds me of like the love story from like God's Not Dead, you know, where there's Ooh. like. Have you seen that movie? I don't want to talk about it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, good. Okay. But you know, there's like there's that atheist lawyer who's like like oh, but I heard that God isn't real, and she's like, have you read the Bible? He's like, oh. I didn't really think about that. Okay, great. And she's like, I'm going to turn that fucking cock Christian. Into a god cock. <laughs> yeah. But it just, yeah, it just seems kind of uh, that weird Christian. Uh, or also, uh, uh, we should, you know what? Uh, for Well, I guess we're going to do the recap in advance. But we should have watched, uh, having read this book, I wish I'd had the time to watch uh, the uh, uh, Christian Mingle movie. 
what? so that we could, that would have been but that would also have been a good a good kind of a precursor to this bullshit we're about oh, to read. Oh man. Yeah. That would have been Damn. that would have been that would have been I didn't know that was a thing. I would have been pumped. You didn't know there was a Christian mingle movie? No. Oh. I'm so out of the loop on the Christian I mean, I, don't know how I you didn't were in the I loop. didn't fucking watch it, but the synopsis I read was a woman struggling to find a man who's got good Christian values learns about a new dating website for Christians and they can't get in. They, they, they no non-Christian could just get in there to get ass, obviously. It's called Christian Mingle the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Well, it does Read have that a synopsis. solid well, this is great. It has a 4.2 out of 10 on IMDb. That's how you know. A 4.5 out of 5 from Plugged In. <laughs> Jesus oh, yeah, Christ. Oh, yeah, they fucking Plugged. know. I'll read the synopsis. <clears throat> what is that? A marketing executive, played by Lacey Shabert, Shabert yeah, gets in touch with her for. spiritual side while trying to find Mr. Right. So she's just a thirsty woman. Right. And ends up finding God and a penis. Right. Which is a wow, perfect nice. segue to the book of Ruth. Yeah. And exactly... Uh, how that uh, kid used the cross in Exorcist. I remember reading something about Lacey Shabbert that for some reason, uh, she's not she's not ugly. She's a very pretty lady. Uh, but I guess yeah, she just... She'll do. Somehow something happened to her where all she's good enough for now is shitty, low-budget Christian movies. Like, she's just like in, that, like, Hallmark movies or some shit. She just, she just... Something happened to her career. She's like woman Kurt Cameron. She's probably the one that turned down Harvey Weinstein, and that's what that's what happens. I mean, honestly, that might be it. Oh, she was. Oh, yeah, she was the one girl in Mean Girls. Yeah. Nice. All right. So That's at some a... point, we should talk about the Bible. Uh, so this is the book of. We Ruth. did. We talked about Lacey Shaver. <laughs> I think it's Shabir <laughs> Sh- Shabbert. Sherbert. I'm gonna call her Shabert. Yeah, you got it. Uh, uh, Ruth, chapter one. Right? Am I right? Yeah. So the book of Ruth. Uh, so Judges and Ruth, because it's not named after a fucking guy. Um, we have no yeah. idea who wrote this shit. Uh, many people think it was written by Samuel because it must have been written after the time of David. Which James Kugel would say is. this was written way, way, way after all that. Um, I think so. I mean, that's yeah, all probably fact, bullshit. To- that's like saying that Exodus was written by Moses. It's obviously not. Yeah, but I mean way after. Uh, a lot of things in Ruth are written in what would, what would be called like a faux ancient tongue like you like the way that we would try and talk shakespearean as a joke um huh. also that there's many aramaic like turns of phrase and stuff in here that wouldn't have been possible for a long ass time so that is kind of interesting because i was reading about chiastic structure as we talked about yes uh, which is a um a very recent literary device but probably they were all written uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get into it. So the book of Ruth takes place. I guess it says it's contemporary with Judges, and I think I'm using it's, that yeah. One. Well, it's still still in the, in period the days judges, when right? Judges ruled, right? But uh, it's definitely getting closer to King time, as we'll find out later, right? Um, so let's get into it. So Ruth one. In the days of the Judges, there was a famine. Um, I'm guessing it's because all the judges sucked. Like, it probably wasn't even a curse. They're just bad at farming. Uh, They'd kill people. Yeah, I guess. I mean, famine's fucking... God loves his famines. Who knows? He's. I'm picturing someone trying to water their fields with blood. Hmm. Hmm. I think... I think blood would be good for plants. Don't you think? I did see a YouTube video where some girl was using menstrual blood to grow a plant. So, yeah, maybe. Okay, moving on. Fuck. (laughs) 
Great. Hey, man, there's a lot of cool stuff out there if you look at <laughs> <laughs> Delete my browser history. Um, okay. So, so, anyway, so anyway, so there's a famine going on in Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Uh, yeah. So this guy, Elimamech, which is Hebrew for my God is king, which should just let you know how real this story is. Although I guess yeah. that could be fair. There's a lot of people here named like fucking Jonah and Noah and shit. And Jesus and, and bullshit. Fucking idiots. But Noah. Anyway, um, and his wife, Naomi, which is a fucking thought name. I've never met a chick yes. named Naomi that wasn't fucking crazy. Yeah, Naomi Judd. Right. That's all. That's the only one I know. Who was the chick from? Let's move it on. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, <laughs> today we're just getting all over the place. Uh, so Elimelech uh, and his wife Naomi moved to Moab to escape this famine. Uh, they had two children, Malon and Chilion. Uh, Malon means sickness, and Chilion means destruction. So I, I don't know. Probably a fair name for children. Yeah, a little, a little foreboding, right. a little bit of uh, shadow. What's it called? Overshadow? No, foreshadowing. foreshadowing. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like when DMX's parents named him DMX. You're like, the fuck. What do yeah. you think was gonna They're happen? Like, That's a felon. You know he's gonna bark at people. Yeah, yeah. You just know he's gonna steal a car <laughs> to the airport. <laughs> Cursed him with that. Baby. So uh, yeah, those are the kids. They're cool. Whatever. But because of this famine. They all kick it over to uh, Moab. To Moab, right? Because I guess there's food there. Moabites aren't idiots about farming. Yeah. Uh, and also, Moab is like toward the desert, away from the fertile plain. But whatever. Don't tell me. Doesn't them. matter. I'm not going to tell them. I'm not them. thinking. I'm, gonna tell I'm them reading the Bible. Them. I'm not thinking. Yeah. Anyway, so Elimelech dies. They get out there, um, and yes, Elimelech dies, and so she's got her two sons. And then thinking of the our only biological prerogative, which is to have children and procreate. She gets her two sons married off to Moabite women. Of course. Now, why did I say it like that? Well, because in Deuteronomy 23.3, okay. the Bible says, No Ammonite or Moabite or any kind of descendants may enter the assembly of the Lord, not even in the tenth generation. So no one with Moabite or Ammonite blood can right. ever marry into the Jewish bloodline. Now... <laughs> The ancient scholars dismiss this by saying, well, technically, the word Moabite used here is a masculine version. So these are just Moabite bitches. Oh, we should be fine. What a cool little loophole that allows nowadays, men to fuck those women. Yeah. Nowadays, it's uh, modern scholars are more like, no. Probably. <laughs> so, probably the Moabite. Probably not. That sounds like bullshit because there's so much in the Bible about not fucking harlots from other lands. Yeah, they're, even yeah, they're even worse. Because, yes, men from pagan villages, they're bad in themselves, but they probably won't suck your dick to, like, get you to yeah. go over to Moloch or whatever. But they might. They might, though. There's always that... Moloch? You're saying there's a chance Moloch's type a fucking, situation. Moloch's a fucking freak. He'll suck your dick. Yeah, anyway, yes. um, so Malon and Chilion uh, find themselves two Moab wives, Orpa and Ruth. Yeah, Orpa was actually Oprah, but she was dyslexic. Right. Okay. That's great. Her backstory. Um, so that's her superheroes. So uh, as soon as so they so they story. marry these fucking Moabite women and then they die. Uh, so now it's Naomi with her two daughters-in-law, Ruth and o- o- Orpa. 
That's a rough Oprah. name. It's a, I'm, 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 I hope she dies soon, so I have to stop saying her name. Well, something like that. Um, this would also make a really good Halloween episode because now I'm pretty sure anytime there's three women gathered without men to be responsible for them, uh, that's a coven. That's a, <laughs> I was going to say, if I was a pack of Benjamites, that's fish in a barrel right there. That's, oh, a, no. that's a juicy oh, no. opportunity. <laughs> oh, no. Help. Uh, anyway. Um, so it's just three women right now, three widows, uh, a mother-in-law and two daughters Why do you think those guys died? The famine? Gotta be, right? Probably their names sucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a surprise. Uh, like, I named my chi- my child Destruction and the other one what? What was the other one? Uh, Something stupid. Destruction and Sickness. Yeah. Wow. How did he die? Oh, I wonder. I wonder. I named my son Terminal Cancer and then he got hit by a why? car. Like, that's such, like, I knew that was going to happen. Why are, why are my kids sick and destroyed? Sick and destroyed. <laughs> I, I imagine. I, I It's not mentioned. And obviously the... I think Naomi's kind of a hero of the Bible, which um, yeah. kind of fucked up. But uh, I, 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 with what I have, the information I have now, I'm assuming some kind of Munchausen by proxy situation. Oh, ooh, I like. Oh, it. just all the men in her family just die mysteriously, and Naomi's just left there with all the she, pity. Mm. She's a black widow, huh? Yeah, something like that. I actually like that. This, this that's is my a take. Way better. Origin. That's my take. So anyway, so all her, all the men die, and then serendipitously, I guess. Uh, there comes news that, oh, hey, guys, by the way, the famine in Bethlehem, it's done. It's totally fucking fine now. You guys can go back. Like, oh, great. Yeah. And now any other Bible book that we've been reading up to this point, this is where the story would be over because the men are out of the <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, we're going to follow these women back to Bethlehem uh, as they go for the food. Yes. Right? So Naomi's like, hey, guys, I heard there's food back home. I'm going to go back to my house. Technically, there's nothing tying you guys to me. You know, you guys were married to my kids. They're dead. Uh, and and this is kind of interesting. When we talked about Leverite marriage, um, there were some rules. But one of those was the duty of the next of kin. Uh, yeah, to take care of the land care, or yeah. the wife if, or whatever. If you are married to a woman and then you die... It is up to your brother or next of kin to then bang your wife and come and come and, and give her a baby. That yeah, baby will carry on the inheritance of you after you died or whatever. Correct. Um, under his name, under the dead brother's name. We saw that in the form of Judah's original kids. Because um, remember, he was supposed to bang Tamar and then yeah. he spilled a seed on the ground and then got struck down. Yeah, he got dabbed yeah, on. You got, a, you, got a, you, got a, you got a nut inside. Yeah. This is nut November, guys. Very true. Yeah. So, basically, Naomi explains to her her two daughters-in-laws that, uh, just go home. Look, you know, I'm an old-ass woman. I'm going to go back to my country. You two, go find a good life for yourself with these filthy Moabite men, these uncircumcised pieces of shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and they're, you know, at first they're like, oh... Okay, the the one is kind of about it, right? Oprah's uh, like, yeah, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna go find some hot fucking mobile cock. Duh. Uh, meanwhile, uh, our girl Ruth is like, no, no, I'm gonna go with you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm liking um, this shit. Um, I I, I do like uh, like kind of the argument is like uh, Ruth one eleven, but Naomi said, "Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that they may be your husband? Uh, I, am. I am too old to have a husband, 
And uh, even if I had a husband tonight and he fucked me, and then nine months later I have a kid, how long would he have to? You'd have to wait for that kid to go through puberty. Yeah, you have to wait like twelve. You have to wait like twelve years before you can have sex with the yeah, kid. You know, like <laughs> he's got a, his nuts got to drop. You know, he's gonna have fucking acne and shit. You, you, don't, you don't, like think about the time commitment. You guys are young. You don't, you don't want to wait for that. All right. Okay, so let's catch back up to this theme. Here we got three women sexually objectifying men. These are witches. <laughs> These are flipping witches, the yeah. patriarchy on its They're head. They're like, where are we going to get some semen? You're like, yeah, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. So, like we said, Orpah kisses her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clings to her. And Naomi's like, look, look at Orpah. She's a good girl. Go with that weird-ass name, bitch. And Ruth is like, don't urge me to leave. You were to turn my back on you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God. So she's like fully committed to just becoming like mini Naomi. Yeah, or at least she's she's committed to to Jewishness. Yeah, which is cool. You know, Israelite. Um, I I think at this point we're supposed to understand that Ruth is the story of a foreigner who decides to become an Israelite. Yeah. And that might be kind of the the, the, the take we're on. This is the only way to um, do it to the max. Yeah, you got you got to commit. She does say something really dumb, though, in this little spiel. Uh, the, did you see the part where she goes, Oh, by the way, may the Lord deal with me severely if even death separates the two of us. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? See, mine says that my, I mean, I'm, obviously mine's the New King James, but dumb. the Lord do so to me and more also, if anything, but death parts you and me. Oh. That's weird that so it's it makes the more exact sense in my opposite. Bible. <laughs> uh, yours is more committed. Um, yeah. But who the fuck knows? She's like, yes, I will be with you forever. That's a fucking strong commitment. For sure. Fine. Um, Especially to your mother-in-law. So anyway, Oy vey. Yeah, fuck. Right? Great. Uh, so anyway, they're like, all right, let's go back to Bethlehem. They go back to Bethlehem. Everyone's like, holy shit, is that fucking Naomi? It's Naomi. Naomi, come back. Um, and Naomi says, do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with let me. me. Let me I went, let me ahead. translate this into English. Do not call me happy, call me sad. Yeah, <laughs> That's great. literally what those two <laughs> names mean. Yeah, Naomi means uh, like... Uh, well, actually, pleasant, but come on, happy. Pleasant, yeah, the pleasant one. Naomi means the pleasant do one. Do not call me and smiley face Mara emoji, means... call me sad face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> But Mara means sad. I just wanted to translate uh, that for Gen Z ears. Great. <laughs> Call me poop emoji. <laughs> for my life is shit. Uh, Ruth one twenty one. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? Um, so Naomi and Ruth... Uh, the Moabitist uh, returned home uh, to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Also, she will henceforth be referred to as, yes, still Naomi. <laughs> yeah, none of these fucking... I mean, honestly, if, if it were me, and I was like, hey, you're back. How was it? Call me sad girl. I'd be like, I'm just going to... I'm not calling yeah, you yeah. Naomi, I, they could tell that she was just being dramatic. Like, ooh, oh, your geez. husband and son's died. Ooh. Oh, my <laughs> What is my life worth? Yeah, jeez. Everything for attention. This one. Really? 
She probably killed those goddamn guys witches. Just for, just for all, just for this, just for the. Ooh, dude, you're right. Probably. So now she's going to keep living by proxy, isn't she? So chapter two. Yeah. They're back. They're in Bethlehem, which, by the way, is where Jacob buried Rachel. Fun fact. Oh, um, I would have to go back and look. I don't remember that shit. Well, I promise you. Anyways, <laughs> now, uh, we learned something new. So new facts are being come to the, come to the table, right? Uh, Naomi may have lost every man in her life, but there is a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing named Boaz that lives around here. So he's from the same clan, same same lineage. Uh, Boaz is somehow related to Elimelech. It doesn't expressly mention it. Um, I guess contemporaries as rabbis who were probably just making yeah. it up, but then again, they so, were. so is the rest of it. So who they cares? were especially you know, making this part up, though. Uh, it's the equivalent of like when J.K. Rowling's like, and by the way, Dobby was gay, and you're like, all right, that's fucking canon now. I mean, it's coming from J.K. Right? <laughs> Explains his rabbis ex- obsession with Harry's cum socks. <laughs> anyways, that's a uh, anyway. So uh, Boaz is. Uh, apparently translated to be his nephew. Okay, that makes sense. But Boaz is a rich fucking dude. Yeah, the name like that, that's um, a strong-ass name. Boaz. Yeah. Um, so Ruth says, okay, listen, we're fucking poor. We have nothing. Uh, you know, all our husbands are dead. We have nothing going for us. Um, and as we recall from... Honestly, I can't remember. I think it could be Numbers. Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, they all run together. I can't really, in my mind, separate them. Sure. But if we recall, there was a rule that stated that whenever you're clearing your field, uh, you take one swipe, you get as much as you can, but whatever falls on the ground, you're supposed to leave it there so that when poor people are and about, widows. they can kind of go in and try to pick up poor people and widows and orphans yeah. and, honestly, probably the blind. Um, <laughs> and foreigners. <laughs> and f- yeah. <laughs> Obviously. We said poor you know, people already. Uh, cr- cripples and, and people with micro penises. <laughs> yeah. When they're, those poor saps are like wandering the woods and your fields, there needs to be something there so they can like pick it up because they're fucking poor and like take a, you know, uh, your scraps home. Trickle down economics. Yeah. It was one of the few things in the Bible that I think we both reflected positively on. Yeah. yeah you know, like, it's like a social uh, security situation. Yeah, like if I if I've got an apple tree, I grab whatever apples I can. If some fall to the ground, you got to leave it there in yeah. case you know some Helen Keller type comes looking for it. Yeah, like you got to give some of your apples to your kids to throw at the homeless people so they have something to eat. Right, right. We've all seen the Wizard yeah. of Oz. Um. So anyway, so Ruth is like, all right, I'm gonna go out in the woods or these fields and see if I can find some food. Thought. And Naomi goes, yeah, fuck she's it. not looking yeah, for food. Get out of here, man. Well, no, it does. It says, "It says, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor." Oh no, never mind. Okay, I misread that. I was thinking that it was saying that anyone that she thought was hot, but she means anyone that will let her, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. You completely misinterpreted. She's just like, "Yeah, I hope I can find a nice man that won't beat me away." As I, because again, this is the time of judges. This is a lawless time. Yeah. You- she probably can't reasonably assume that even though the laws are stated that she is supposed to be a protected class, you know. Well, she is a Moabite. She's, she's like... Gross. Yeah. But, I mean, you're supposed to allow foreigners. I, I, to me, it's like those Hondurans that are, like, trying to get, like, asylum at the border. And they're like, yes, technically we have a treaty. Legally, I'm supposed to be able to uh, to get asylum. But I hope to God they don't beat me and steal my children. Sure. They still might. They did. Um, anyway... <laughs> So she goes out, and uh, Naomi's like, "Yeah, yeah, go out, 
go do your thing. Pick up. I'm old, right? I'm old as shit. I can't do that anymore. So go get basically the deal is Ruth is like caretaking for her mother-in-law, um, even though she's not really connected to her anymore. It's it's actually very endearing. It's a good shit. Yeah, yeah. They're just they're just two old witches. Yeah, wig towels. <laughs> 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 that would be women going their uh, own way. So, yeah. So they're they're uh, they're they're Gilmore Girls style. Ooh, nice. Up. I like that. And uh, yeah. So so Ruth is like, oh, I gotta go find some food. Um, so she goes to randomly the field belonging to Boaz, who happens to just be a member of her family, yeah, of her father in law's family. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, not by blood. Um, That's important. So, and it just so happens that as she's sitting there, uh, Boaz comes uh, in out to the fields from Bethlehem, you know, to check on his slaves. He's right. But he's a uh, generous slave master, I would say. He goes out to yeah. his harvesters. He's like, the Lord be with you. And they're like, the Lord bless you. Which is cute, I guess. I don't know. They're yeah, yeah they're, he's other. a fun boss. He's a fun boss. Yeah. Immediately, uh, Boaz's old crusty ass, because he's old. I don't know if you knew that. He's got to be. He notices sexy little Moabite Ruth out in the field, right? And the first thing he does is go to his overseer, and he's like, hey, who does that woman belong to? <laughs> that's how you talk about women in the good old days. Well, I mean, that, that has a modern text, you know? Like, when you see a hot chick, be like, you know, who's, is she dating anybody? You know? like, no, I say, start. who does she Before belong I, to? <laughs> uh, whose bitch is this, you know? This girl is this. But here's the thing. Uh, and before, this, I, before I show any level of interest, I want to make sure. I'm pretty sure contextually he means literally is owned by. I mean, that's slaves are her thing. Oh, because she's probably She's a harvester. Servant. Yeah, she's not. It's not like he saw her yeah. in the market shopping for fine linens. Like yeah, she's picking up club. <laughs> right. Okay. So she she seems like a dirty servant girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sees her, he's like, hey, who's, who's slave be that? He's like, that's a know? diamond in the rough if I ever saw one. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, one tooth fall. Needs a little um, polishing. <laughs> it's a pretty woman This situation. is my fan fiction. Okay, let's go. Right, okay. So, so the servant's like, oh yeah, that's the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi. And um, she said, she came to me earlier and she said, hey... Uh, I want to go out with the Reapers and gather grain, and I gave her permission, so whatever. So she's been here since morning and has rested a little in the house. Like, I let her in to use the bathroom, I guess. I don't Something know. like that. <laughs> so anyways, he comes up on her, and he says, hello, my daughter, listen to me. So that's why I think he's old, right? He's calling her... I, I, I th- It'll be explained later, but I'm pretty sure this is sort of a... Um sugar daddy daddy warbucks incestual type situation very much so so he goes to her and he's like listen you know keep uh keep picking up the the scrap barley here don't don't go to any of the other fields he's like i'll make sure you're taken care of i'll make sure no one's gonna lay a hand on you and whenever you're thirsty you can drink out of one of those nasty water jugs over there yeah um and stay close to the young women. So basically, he's like, hey, you know what? It's a fucked up world out there. I heard some nasty stories about the Benjamites. Just stay in my field where you'll be protected. He's a nice guy. You know, he's, he a, he's, a, he's a white knight yeah, type. He's white knighting yeah. the shit out of her. Old man has apparently, it doesn't mention that he ever had any family. So kind of an incel. <laughs> so. Yeah, probably. Probably. He's a. Uh, 
we'll get to it, but I get the vibe of like uh, whenever you see like an ad on Craigslist being like roommate wanted, preferably a young woman in her mid twenties. I'll take care of you. Must be willing to maid naked, and you're like, oh, she. Well, did, actually, what did nice you ever guy. see the movie Selena with Harrison Ford? Uh, it's an older the, movie, but they did a remake with Harrison Ford and Greg Kinnear. Selena the, about the Mexican no. singer. The, it's a movie about a. It's an old, old movie. But then they, like I said, they remade it. The one that I've seen most recently has Harrison Ford and Greg Kinnear. Um, and basically, the plot is that Harrison Ford is. You're thinking of Pretty Woman. No, shut up. Harrison Ford, <laughs> there and Greg Kinnear are. Uh, Harrison Ford's the older brother. They're really, really rich, like billionaires in a rich family. They have a servant at their house who has a daughter, who always had a crush on the little brother who is a playboy. Then she goes off to school, becomes a fashion designer, comes back. Her dad is like not well and dying, but she's just like the servant, the servant's daughter. Like, ah, they would like, yeah, she's cool or whatever, but she's in love with the younger one. And then obviously the whole chemistry thing, but it feels like that. Like she's not, ah, she's just like a trash lady. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Like she used to make me breakfast. He's not really considering her for what she is. He's just like, oh yeah, I can. He's just a nice guy. Yeah, I mean, he's like he could hit it if okay. you want. Maybe we're maybe we're maybe we're giving him a bad uh, a bad vibe here, but he he might just be an old guy that sees a poor young girl digging around in the field for scraps, and he's like, you know what, you know what, hey, look at you, stay safe. You can just hang out with my people. He, you can keep getting the grain. Just just be. He's safe. He's obviously also horny as fuck, though. Like, I mean, obviously. he immediately asks, "Hey, who's that?" And then he's like, "Hey, make sure you only pick barley here." You know, and then he's like, uh, she, you know, she says, oh, you know, why, why, what have you, uh, have you found me in such favor? <laughs> She's all breathless and shit. Uh, uh, it reminds me, I was once at a, um, uh, Legionnaires group. Like, what is that for like VA people? Like vets? Oh yeah. Uh, foreign Legion. <laughs> no, uh, no, yeah. sorry. No, that's not it. That's not it. Uh, it's like some VFW, old people bar. Ver- veteran VFW, of foreign wars. Yeah, I was at a VFW like once, <laughs> and there was these, like, six old guys in their 60s nice. just hanging out with what was obviously, like, a crack whore. Oh, hell yeah. Like, mid-20s meth head crack whore that looked like trash, and the guys were just fawning all over. Yeah. Anyway, we walked in with a group, and, like, she started to walk over to us, and, like, one of the old guys, like, kind of grabbed her and was like, no, 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 come on, we owed you. You can, I'll buy <laughs> you paid, another drink. We paid you in good crack money. Yeah, yeah, you stick with yeah, us. That's actually really like, sad now. Thanks. <laughs> fucked up my whole day. They fought our wars, so they can do whatever they want they, to that crack. They fought war. our wars and they bought our Do you our not support wars. our troops? <laughs> oh, I was, you have to choose between our troops and crack wars. Good, I mean, I'm going to go with the troops every day of the week. Anyway, so she's all like, why, do you, why did you find, you know, find me worthy of talking to even? I'm a foreigner. And he's like, well, I heard about all the things you did for your mother-in-law. So, yeah, maybe maybe he does give a shit about her just because he found out she's a good person. Yeah, he's like, I found out you're a fucking orphan. You left your mother and father to come stay here and take care of Naomi. Like, the Lord repay your work Aww. and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. Yeah, he's just – I feel like he was just saying things, staring at her tits. Do you know? Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this this is going to be a point when we start talking about a uh, chiastic literature, I guess, or chiastic form. Okay. Is that it's important to say that she was married, uh, lost her husband, and then the guy who she meet says, "Hey, 
let you be taken under God's wings. Sweet. You know? Yeah. And chiasic kind of means it kind of goes one way and then it kind of works its way back. I, I, I should have looked up the like dictionary definition, but that's kind of how it works in my mind. Yeah, you should have. Actually. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> but uh, she goes, okay, great. Let me find favor in your sight, my lord, for you have comforted me. Aww. And spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. Oh, she's like, I'm not like the other girls. Oh, I like God. read books. She's like, shit, I'm a farm. Know? I go to farmersonly.com. And then uh, and then he's like, oh, yeah. The mealtime rolls around. He goes, hey, come over here. Have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. That's a that's play of moves, right? This guy's playing. Yeah. 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 He's he, he just coming off nice. He's not asking for any return. She doesn't realize that this friendship is all under a guise for hot dick. I picture him like but, uh, looking at her and then looking at his bo- his bottle of Cialis and throwing it away. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> She's inspired like, new life in me. That. I was gonna go for some dark porn tonight, but I might I might have a more wholesome. <laughs> but uh, so then he tells his servants, "Okay, check it out. Uh, when she comes to search for shit, let her take even from the sheaves. Like she doesn't have to pick it off the ground; she can grab it straight from the fucking stalks. Yeah. And do not reproach her. This is and very also, Harvey Weinstein now. All right. Yeah, he's also he's also like and dump some good shit on the ground. Just let her have it, you know. Like we're gonna we're gonna treat her extra good. Yeah." So Ruth, with this shit, goes back to her mother-in-law and kind of just tells her what's been going on. And she's you know? carrying back, like, 30 pounds of barley, right? Where normally I would imagine yeah. she would come back with, like, a little fucking, like, Ziploc bag. With <laughs> so, but now she's got, like, a load of barley. And uh, obviously Naomi's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on here? What the, the fuck is all this? Are the cops going to show up in a minute? <laughs> And she goes, where did, where did you uh, where did you gather this stuff? Like, who who let you do this? And she says, well, you know, it was uh, Boaz, who I think is of your uh, your family and all that, your husband's family. And of course, Naomi's just over the moon about it. She's, oh, oh, he's so nice. You know, he's actually one of our guardian redeemers, and that is a tie back into uh, I think somewhere in Leviticus. But there's the whole deal that, um, like you were talking about earlier, if if someone dies. If the husband dies, it's the next of Ken's ability or role to take over their obligation, really. So yeah, there, there's a term called goel or redeemer, yeah. which literally translates to like someone who, when your husband dies or you're like, a, I mean, it can have multiple meanings because a redeemer is also like if you get sold into debt or something. Like if you fuck up and you get sold into debt, it's technically your brother's duty to like buy you out of debt. Yeah, yeah. And and so th- it, it has a lot of occurrences, but basically it means like when you fuck up, it's a member of your family who's supposed to take care of you. Sure. And he's in that realm of people. So there's other people ahead of him, as we're going to find out, but he's at least on that list. But he counts. He's in. Yeah, he's in. So there. Uh, he's, you know, Ruth tells Naomi, oh, yeah, he even told me to keep coming back there. And Naomi's like, good, you really should uh, keep going back to his field because otherwise you might be harmed. Because, again, yeah. the, the chapters just before the Book of Ruth were about the senseless rape and murder of a man's concubine. So, Yeah, right now Israel is a is a shitty fucking neighborhood. Yes. Kind of might be that way today. It's the way that conservatives anyway, think, like, every inner city is, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just like, yeah, 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 stay there. It's pretty rapey yeah. elsewhere, like all of elsewhere. Indeed. So Ruth continues to do her thing with Boaz. That's the end of Chapter 2. Rolling right along, let's talk about what happened on the threshing floor. 
<laughs> Ruth 3 is kind of funny. So Naomi is hearing this shit. She's like, oh, Ruth, it sounds like that man kind of treating you kind of good. And he's got money. Yeah. Mm, just I've got a fucking rise. idea. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of... um. God, I'm making references to things I only barely remember, Good. so so forgive no, me. Great. But what was that Jane Austen book, Pride and Prejudice? Yeah. It kind of has that same vibe. Fair. Where like the mother is like, ooh, that Mr. Darcy is a rich man. You should go and try to fuck that cock. And she's like, I kind of like him on his own. She's like, yeah, but that fucking money. <laughs> and he's like, and he's very nice, but that fucking he, money. He got a big old <laughs> bank. Um, yeah, girl, you got to go in there. You got to get in there. You got to hurry. Yeah, so Naomi, you know, she's not just looking out for number one, though. She wants Ruth to be taken care of, so it makes sense. Naomi's getting old. I mean, they're two widows yeah. who got nothing going on. So she says, listen, uh, Boaz is a relative. You know, he has a, a recap. He was the, the guardian redeemer guy. So listen, tonight he's going to be winnowing barley on the floor, um, which winnowing I looked up is when you take barley that's already been chopped you put it you beat the shit out of it on the floor that's threshing and then you take like a pickaxe or not a pickaxe you take like a, a pitchfork and throw it up in the air and the lighter chaff which is what surrounds the barley grain will kind of float off and the barley will fall straight back to the ground so you're separating so he's going to be doing oh, that all night cool. it's kind of like a modern day which like a taganma huh and it, it kind of might, I don't know, it might be a bit of a metaphor that he's spending the whole day separating shit from good. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Because that's that's his natural ability. Like, like a Tagama. He knows good. What the fuck is a Tagama? Tagama nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you do that? I, don't know, I even wrote it in the, in the margins here. <laughs> So, fucking so anyway, she she says, wash up real good, put on your perfume and your best clothes. You're gonna get some dick tonight. And sends her out. Yeah, she's like she's like gussied up, and she has this whole plan. Naomi's got a fucking she's conniving. Uh, I mean, good or bad, women are fucking conniving. They they they're, they're thinking. Um, she goes, listen, wash yourself, anoint yourself, put on your best garment, and go down to where he's gonna be. Uh, but do not let him see you or let him know who you are. It's kind of got, it it really is kind of a, um, uh, Pride and Prejudice type deal. She's like, don't let him know how fucking poor you are. Don't let him recognize you. (laughs) Which she knows good and well how poor she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, just dress the fuck up. Get all nice. When he's finished eating, he's going to be fucking drunk. He's going to try to lay down somewhere. When you find him sleeping, go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what you should do. Like, she's already like, yeah, you're just going to go under his feet, wink, everything else is going to go perfectly. I'm just thinking, I'm trying to think of something that would make me more likely to hit a woman than her pulling the sheets off my feet while I'm sleeping. Like, I found a nice, I found a nice, (laughs) hard, cold floor to fucking work off my hangover. I just wake up, the fucking covers are taken over, and there's just some laying like, notice me, senpai. I'll be like, I'm going to fucking hit you with a rod. Oh, oh, how the times have changed that that would work. Some, some kind of rod. So this, Um, this poor old man is laying there sleeping and he wakes up in shock pretty much. Right. Um, Yeah. And he says, who are you? What are you doing? (laughs) And she goes, oh, hey, remember? Hey, it's me, Ruth. (laughs) Oh, this is weird. Wow, sorry I'm fucking with your feet. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? What, what do you have? 
So what a weird coincidence to find you here having your feet rubbed by me in the middle of the night with me dressed up like a whore. He's like, that's this is wild. But um, th- this is what I say when I say it's chiastic. Yeah. Is that he's like, hey, who the fuck are you? She introduces herself. I am Ruth, your maidservant. And she tells him, take me under your wing for you are a close relative. Yeah. So he obviously understands that to mean that he's got some leverite duty to take care of her. Like she basically, hey, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm a widow of your relative and you got to fucking, you got to take care of this shit. Except she doesn't say under your wing. She says spread the corner of your garment over me, which to me means they're fucking. Oh, oh, well, okay. So in the new King's James, it literally states, take your maidservant under your wing. Yeah. But- the little translation is that in Jewish weddings, it would be customary for a husband to cover his new wife with the end of his talent, which is a prayer shawl, and then fuck to the signify that she was under his protection. So it is kind of uh, analogous to when he was like, don't worry, you stay under me. I've heard you're a good woman, and I pray that God will protect you and take you under his wing. And she goes, you know what I'd rather have? You to put me under your yeah. wing, daddy. And he was like, yeah, all right. That works. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might be all the booze in me shucking up in the middle of my morning wood, but so, yeah, that sounds like a fucking great idea. So, so he takes her under he takes her under his garment, and uh, he says, listen, all right, first off, God bless you for getting my dick hard for the first time in de- decades. <laughs> yeah, like, and and yeah. he says, this kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. That you have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. So aw, he's like, you you notice me. Um You're a nice girl. You don't you didn't chase off all of those rich young men. You came after your old fucking yeah. also rich man. Good job, Anna Nicole. So um he says, Listen, here's the deal though. There is a guy before me in the line to fuck you. So I have to go to him and see if he wants to fuck you. And if he doesn't want to fuck you, yeah, I'll fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to jump. I don't want to. It'd be very rude to jump cue. Yeah. Like, just so you know, there's like one other guy who can technically fuck you first. Yeah. And. He called dibs. I don't want to, you know, yeah, that'd just be rude. So this goes. This, <laughs> there's a way this is done. <laughs> this scene is great because this whole thing is like a gorgeous romantic melody, right? You just got all, it's hitting all the notes of like, oh, they're, you know. They notice each other He's, and all this. And then it goes, but uh, <laughs> the breaks, the jazz music stops here. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is kind of, I mean, it's almost a romantic because he's like, okay, so he wakes up. He's obviously been drinking. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, get up in this shit. I want to get under your fucking wing. Yeah. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Yes, I would totally bang the fucking shit out of you, but it's not proper. We got to do this the right way. You know, I, I, I'm a good boy. Let's let's take it slow. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, but then he says, "All right, so stay here, but you got to wake up early and like sneak out of here because there cannot be women in here." <laughs> Which is yeah, the- like if people if people see you sneaking out in the morning, yeah, and find out that you pulled this shit you just pulled, they're gonna think you're a fucking whore. Which is not exactly it's a, not a an unfair assessment. No, it's not. It's correct. You know, the woman who who snuck in like a succubus, but then. Before she leaves, he says, all right, give me your shawl. He fills her shawl up with the barley that they had been uh, fucking with and sends her on her way. So uh, she gets Ruth gets back to Naomi and Naomi says, how did it go, my daughter? 
Now, first off, bitch, you didn't tell me that I wasn't allowed to be in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you didn't, you, I didn't know I was going on a, like, that secret of a mission where I'm going to get killed or probably worse if I. Yeah, you know what they do to witches. <laughs> Horrible shit. Worse let's than just, Salem. Let's just say gang rape is what they do to wives. <laughs> oh. I love what they do. Yeah, it's going to get rough. But basically, uh, she recaps the whole story to her mother-in-law, and everyone's happy. Um, yeah, they're close. Let's find out what happens. And that's the end of chapter three, right? So the stage is set for a happy little chapter four ending, which is the I feel like the uh, I, 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 in, the, in the theme of like romances, I think it's also kind of a little dash of um, Gone with the Wind. Okay. Where Boaz is a... Uh, I don't know who Rhett... I can't remember the name of the character, but the Rhett Butler type. Yeah. The kind of rich guy who's like, yes, I have plenty of money, and I can I can make your troubles go away if you can just seduce me with your womanly charms. Yeah. So Boaz is fucking rich. Yeah. And as he's walking around, he finds the relative who's next in line, and he says, hey, man, let, let's have a meeting. Come over here. I got a, I'm going to schedule some time with the 10 men of the elders of the city, and we're going to hash out some business. Sweet. So, the ten men are these, like, yeah, higher-ups, elders, what have you. Gets them all together. So, now it's official, right? This is like whenever... It's like if there's an argument in your fantasy football league. And so, like, you gotta bring in the whole squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking, it's like it's like when you're out partying all night, yeah. and you get fucked up drunk, and you end up banging a chick. But you're like, oh, god damn it, I'm supposed to run for senator, and now she's pregnant. I gotta go, okay, all right, let's back it up. Let's pretend we've never met. Uh, this didn't happen. I'm gonna go to your dad. I'm gonna try to get your hand in marriage, you know, like a good boy. Sweet. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna hide this whole threshing floor incident and just try to play it off like I'm just trying to be a good guy. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, it's admirable. I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, So they get all together, and Boaz basically says to the first redeemer i don't whose name we don't get right yeah so so that i understand that that has some significance but we'll get to it later so go to the first guy the number one in line and the guy's like yeah i'll fucking redeem that land give me the give me the land of uh what's his name elimelech and uh well he boaz basically explains the whole situation hey naomi came back from moab yeah and sold a piece of land which belonged to elimelech yes She's trying um, so to sell that piece. it. No, she she's trying to sell it now. We need to save her from having to do that. It's basically by buying it and keeping yeah. it in the family. So right. he explains yeah. that to him, and the and the first in line is like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And he goes, "By the way, though, when you buy the land, it comes with the with Ruth because she was to be the or she was the wife of the son, and like you got to fuck her, have kids with her that are going to inherit the land eventually, right? As we talked about." Um, with Judah. Yeah, so you got to basically pay for this land and then give it to a dead guy. But it's also your land. It's your I mean, yeah, you get I, I, the whole Leverite marriage thing is kind of weird. Yeah, it's cool. So now this guy hears I, I, this and he balks and he's like, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. I, I can't redeem it because it might endanger my own estate. I don't get this. Yeah. My concordance makes no sense. It tries to explain this. The way that things are set up, that doesn't. there's no way it can endanger his estate. I, I think... Well, I mean, I think he just might not have the money for it. Well, then why was I, he I about it in the deal. first place and he doesn't get... Well, show me that fucking line because I don't see that. I didn't think he was ever about uh, it. It's the end of verse four. I will redeem it, Read he it said. Out. And then Boaz says, oh, but it comes with a woman. And then he goes, oh, oh, never mind. I can't. 
Oh, right. He says, okay. He's like, yeah, hey, there's some land. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm about it. And he's like, okay. oh, dude. Right, so you're correct. He's gay. Okay. <laughs> you might be. I, to me, it's like when you find out, um, God, uh, I can't remember what it is. It's a, it's a tale as old as time, but there's an inheritance and there's two brothers, essentially. Yeah. And the guy's like, listen, man, you can have this land that's just garbage fucking shithole land, or you can get 10K. And what is not being said is the guy's like, by the way, there's oil on that fucking land. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's you're to me, Boaz wants to bang Ruth. He wants the inheritance. He's got the money. He wants to take the whole thing. Uh, but he technically has to give this dude first dibs. So he's underselling it. Yes. He's not really talking about anyway. He's just like, hey, man, there's, you know, Naomi. He, he's acting like he's completely impartial to it. He's like, hey, I don't know if you know, but there's this chick, Naomi. She's trying to give up her land. Technically, it is your duty to buy that land off of her. And you have to, like, marry her fucking daughter-in-law and then fucking plug her. It's this whole thing, bro. And if you don't want to do it, I mean, I'm a good guy. I'll take care of yeah. her, just in case you want to know. There's a plan B. That makes sense. I don't want it either, but if that's what you're into, you know, it, it, he's underplaying it because he's trying to fucking get that ass. Yeah. And so that does work out for him. The guy's like, okay, fine. Yeah, you take it. We're good to go. And then, as was the tradition, Boaz hands him a sandal, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a it, it, literally uh, he's like, all right, you're going to take over. OK, so let me exchange our sandals. I mean, if we remember that um, if the relatives refuse to help out their widow, uh, technically Naomi could have grabbed this dude, take him oh, in front yeah. of the elders, taken off his sandal, spit in his face. And then said, you will now become one of the unsandled. Yeah, known as the one with no sh- shoes or whatever. Yeah, no no shoes. So the whole taking off your sandals, swapping it, I, I guess it's like, okay, I'm going to give you my sandals so she can't take it or whatever. I, I don't really understand Wait, it. is that what happened but... to George Bush? <laughs> the fuck are you talking Remember about? when the guy threw the shoe at him? <laughs> <laughs> the guy threw a sandal at him? Yeah. Uh, all right. You're, you're on a roll today it, with stupid fucking Oh, references. thanks, buddy. Uh uh, anyway, so so they swap it. Uh, another con- uh, a thing is that the reason why we don't know his name apparently is to spare him indignation. Oh, that's cute. You know, like it, it isn't the whole point is that, um, you know, it's like when you go to dinner and everyone has like a, a nice meal and there's the one guy that's like, dude, I cannot afford this fucking tip. Like, I can't afford this meal. I, I, we were supposed to split it for this guy's birthday. I can't make it happen. And then your bro comes in like, I got you, bro. It's fine. Yeah, shut up. But you don't want people to know you couldn't afford dinner. Like, it, it would be – the whole point is that it is this guy's duty to step up for his brother and their widows, and he can't fucking handle it. So he's kind of like, oh, yeah, thanks, bro. Thanks for coming in there in the last second. Yeah. I got to get the fuck out of here. That makes sense. So we're good to go now. Boaz announces to the elders, hey, guess what? I bought the property. Yay. That means I also get the side piece. So he's pumped about that, you know, young, pretty yeah. young Moabite. So basically, they all lived happily after. He buys Naomi's it. land. He makes her rich. He fucks Ruth. He, uh, I, I, I love it whenever they do this. But um, Ruth 413. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And when he went into her, the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. 
Hell yeah. And everyone fucking blesses her. The end. Happy Mr. Darcy and yeah. whatever the fuck her, the chick's name was. I can't remember the book. I only remember Mr. Darcy. Now here, uh, they run off. They're all rich and famous together. They love it. Here's the only thing that's important about the end of this book and, and this chapter, of course. The son's name is Obed. Obed will one day have a son named Jesse. And Jesse will one day have a son named David. Yes, that David. So Ruth is the great grandma of King David. Hooray. And and let's get into it. If we recall, because the, the, the last couple of verses, I'm going to try to paraphrase here. Um, it is the genealogy of Judah. If we recall, Judah had three sons. Yes. Um, two of them died. One of them was promised to Tamar. He fucked up. He didn't do it. So he ended up, Judah himself ended up fucking, kind of into doing the Leverite thing and took over the debt of his children as a close relative and banged Tamar and had a child named Perez. Perez begot Hezron. Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminabad. None of these people fucking matter. Uh, this guy begot Nashan. Nashan begot Salmon. <laughs> Salmon. <laughs> Salmon begot Boaz. Boaz begot Obed. Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David, who allegedly... Begots a bunch of people that begot Christ. Correct. So, so that I mean, the, this part isn't about Christ, though. Obviously, yeah. This, these Christ killers don't kill hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is the guy that begot our version of uh, yeah. ISIS. But anyway, but the um, point is to establish the Judaic lineage of David. That's why this is all here. Right. Yeah. So, so in, in essence, and we're done with Ruth, so we can now kind of touch on the recap. Yeah. Uh, in, in essence, this whole story might be sort of an origin tale, some kind of Batman Begins story that sort of establishes the lineage of Israel's first king. Correct. Which is why this was all submitted way after the fact, way, way after David, to uh, legitimatize him, basically. Yeah, some, create some fancy fucking origin yeah. story. And, and it's told very much like a fable. It's told, you know, it's so cutesy compared to all this other bullshit that's going on. Um, yeah. And and it's, uh, like I said, it's written in these very purposefully, like, uh, suspiciously archaic terms, but then also using some, like, more futuristic shit. It, it's, it's kind of funny. It's a good time, though. I think when we get to the Book of Mormon, we're going to have this conversation again of what it what it kind of seems like when someone's like, oh, yeah, oh, we got to write something that sounds like the Bible. This happened millions of years ago. Don't worry. We're just going to use um, thou a lot and uh, begot like 80,000 times. People think it's in the Bible. They'll think it was like, oh, yeah, this, they both use begot. This is obviously yeah, it's, it's bulletproof. the word of God. Foolproof yeah, point. this is bulletproof. Like, it's obviously it's obviously bullshit. But they're like, yeah, we know what we know what these idiots like. A good time indeed. So, so that's so Ruth. That's Ruth. Yeah, the whole yeah. damn thing. Did you? Was it romantic? Did you get a little bit wet? Oh, I did. Yeah, it was yeah. adorable. It really is. Like as far as these stories go, it was like you said, a breath of fresh air. It was good to have one that wasn't full of wanton slaughter and rape and what have you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, certainly the threat was there, but it still it kind of seems more like. <laughs> Just sort of hovering in the den. <laughs> so it's, it's always there. There's always uh, this might end in rape, but um, you could just uh, Ruth is just nervously sweating through this entire story. That's why she had to put the perfume on. Please, please. <laughs> she, yeah, she just she's just underneath it. 
she's just at his feet being like, at any minute, I might have to pee myself just to fucking escape. Joke's on her, right since out. being someone's wife just makes it easier to be handed out to bandits for sex. <laughs> yeah, it means I own you now. You can't even fight back. Yeah. unless You're, you're you going to save me from getting raped one day. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think honestly, and this is not even a joke, I think Boaz might be the most morally upright dude we've seen yet. Uh, if only for the absence of him murdering anybody. Huh. Yeah. You know, I mean, what does he do? He's a rich dude, just doing good. He sees a poor chick out in the field. He's like, you know what? Take care of her. I got nothing. I got no dog in this fight. Just make sure she's taken care of. I'll use my money to protect her. And then later, um, kind of like a Mr. Darcy, uh, Rhett Butler character, he uses his money to make sure she's taken care of and her mother-in-law. You know? you know those like old illuminated paintings, right? The like, uh, the like stained glass, yeah, like Renaissance art, not stained glass, sure. but illuminated. It's like the ones. Re- it's I don't know what it means actually, but anyways, I was thinking <laughs> okay. that if I was that artist, you know how you always got like the the like mortals doing something, and then there's like God interfering, like to help or whatever. Right. So I'm just picturing Boaz, this old ass guy. Obviously, right. Blue Chew did not exist at the time, or Cialis or Viagra hmm. or whatever. So I want to see. Ruth sprawled out on their wedding bed, and then right, okay. God physically making Bo- Boaz hard. <laughs> <laughs> He's just fluffy Boaz. Yeah, He's like, all right, yeah. man, you got to get in there, He's bro. Like, you got to make her uh, pregnant. I was assuming just instead of cherubs in the background, it's just stacks of bills with wings, and they're just like, yeah, we made this happen. <laughs> be so awesome. Uh, yeah, he's a fucking cool, rich dude. Kind of a pretty woman story. Yeah. It's a it's a little bit romantic, you know? She's a widow. She's got nothing going on. They come back. They're just two poor women who have to fucking crawl around a field to survive. And then this rich man whisks her away and then takes care of her mother-in-law. And, oh, and I just remember that, that movie is called Sabrina, not Selena. I was going to say, Selena's definitely a movie about a well, Mexican know- singer who gets yeah, stabbed. Yeah, she's a San Antonio hero. I know who she is. Yeah. But I okay. thought that the other one was She's called. Saint Saint Sometimes Saint people Saint have Antonio, the same yeah. names, Cole. Believe I don't think so. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll, you win. You win this one. Because <laughs> it is called Sabrina. <laughs> Everyone is probably screaming at me. I bet all five of our listeners were screaming, Sabrina, you bastard. I've never seen this. I had no idea what the fuck movie you were talking about. Even I couldn't. I just I just do Selena. It's a great so. movie. It's a good, right. good love story. And it's a lot. Selena's it does have Pocky. a lot of, has a lot of uh, tonal similarities to this. Fuck it. Let's just talk about Selena. <laughs> fuck. Uh, no, I don't know Spanish. But uh, I don't know. So it's fun. Uh, my, my my Bible kind of states that this is sort of the kind of supposed to be a counter to the story of Judges. Sure. Where um, Judges sort of talks about how the gradual destruction of Israel's faith and kind of how they're all becoming evil and wicked. Okay. And maybe Ruth was supposed to be part of Judges, but it just didn't fit thematically. Because this is what happens when people, in the same time frame, this is the story of a woman who left her Moabite gods, sure, became an Israelite as best as she could, and then was able to sort of marry into Israelite royalty. Yeah. Something that confused me, whatever happened to Rahab? Does she become a factor? I mean, it's kind of a similar story. No. So, I mean, Kubel has like a small section on uh, women and judges, but it's kind of just like... Well, Rahab was Joshua. But... Oh, shut up! Uh, I don't. I don't remember about Rahab. Because I thought the whole point was that Rahab 
bears important children and it was kind of similar to Ruth where like here's the story of the woman who redeemed herself a, a foreign woman who gave who who was blessed enough to give birth to real Jews who do real Jew shit um yeah i think that she ended up um i'm going to look it up it's like the beginning of Joshua i think she was Boaz's mom holy shit yeah according to this she was Boaz's mom Rahab of the book of Joshua was a harlot. A different spelling than the name is mentioned in the Gospel of Matthew as an ancestor of Jesus who married Salmon of the tribe of Judah that was the mother of Boaz. Oh, so it's just a recurring theme in the, the genealogy of David, I guess. Yeah. That his grandmother and his great-grandmother and his great-grandmother were probably all whores. Actually, though, it, some people, it says here that maybe it's different. I don't know. Who gives a shit, though, right? I don't know. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, so here we go. By Solomon, Rahab became the mother of Boaz. I guess it'll be explained in Matthew one five. Yeah, and but the th- there's an argument that that's a different else. Rahab. So who fucking knows? It might be, but it would kind of make sense because the Bible loves the the only thing the Bible loves more than rape is repeating itself. Um, but damn, how old would Boaz be then? Shit. If his Boaz would have to be fucking old. If Rahab, enti- who was alive during the yeah, conquest the of Joshua. The entire book of Ju- Judges and most of Joshua happened. Now, granted, a right. lot of that was happening all at the same time, so maybe it's not that much of a So stretch. who knows, but Judges takes place is about 300 years. Yeah. Thereabouts. So if Rahab is somehow the mother of Boaz, <laughs> who happens to fucking have sex with Bruce to give birth to Obeb. I mean, who the fuck cares? Why, why are we getting to the weeds yeah. on this? These ages don't matter. None it's of these dumb. people probably existed, but uh, that is kind of an odd take on it. Yeah. It's kind of weird how a lot of this time I don't even really give a shit because it just seems so just anecdotal or vignette style. or Yeah, and uh, probably only none loosely of connected. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it in the background, somewhere in the, the thread of everything, there seems to be these little characters that reoccur to try to create some type of consistency to the Bible. Yeah. If we took it seriously, then there is kind of these people that pop up in these stories, kind of like horcruxes, <laughs> that are like, oh, and by the way, here's Rahab, and then we, we don't talk about her anymore. Yeah. And then here's Boaz, and then we don't talk about it anymore, and then somehow we're going to get to David. But his lineage and his line has kind of just been peppered in the Bible this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like his little uh, foreshadowing, elements of foreshadowing. Yeah, or I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, really, really probably after the fact building it, but sure. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I it's probably fabricated, but it is interesting that it is kind of fabricated in a non-hand-fisted way. You know, uh, like agree when, to when disagree. Talk, well, well, you know what I mean. Like the story of Abraham to Jacob is just the story of Abraham to Jacob, yeah, uh, and his children. And then now we have these sort of it's split up, and we're doing all these side stories, and then somewhere in there, ultimately, is the story of David. It sure, seems like sure, that's fair. So I think it's kind of interesting. I, I, I'm, the Bible has impressed me. I mean, me there's, some, there's <laughs> some shit. I mean, like the whole book of Judges didn't really have anything to do with it, though. Um, No, except maybe to explain the time. There, there's no mention of... 
they just explain any of the judges, any of the tribe of the, the the tribe of Judah makes an appearance, but nothing about Salmon yeah, or yeah. Boaz. Or Ju- I mean, judges then probably exist to show why they needed David. Yeah, maybe. I mean, this is all conjecture. Who fucking no, knows? Certainly, we're, I hey, don't. We're experts, but it would almost seem that it went from Joshua to Ruth. Yeah. And that would make sense as continuing the line to David. And then they realized, oh, well, shit, we should probably have an entire book yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of providing backstory to Ruth. Yeah. And also bridging the gap from what, judges to... What the to, world was like. Yeah, for judges sure. to uh, Samuel. A bunch of little day-in-the-life feature stories, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some uh, <laughs> little vignettes. A little rape, a little this, a little that. Little that, little that, little, little, little pepper in there. A little, a little, a little bit of filler arc, yeah. so people don't get too bored with it. You know, yeah, yeah. Throw some rape in there. Yeah, good shit. All right, is that an ep? That's an that's the whole damn it. book that's of Ruth. Ruth. And we did it. We did it on time and under budget. Yeah, well under budget. A lot of bad jokes from you this Aww, week. But that's fine. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That's fine. So no recap, right? No, no recap. I mean, you guys yeah, get the fucking the picture. It would be stupid to yeah, talk yeah. about this again. Uh, I hate to, I hate to break with it just from consistency. I mean, because the yeah, recap, the whole point of the recap risk. is that we're talking. Okay, it's been you know we've been reading this for two months. Let's sort of put all our thoughts in one basket. But but like yeah, you got it. You got the you whole got the shebang. Feed. You got the. Live we'll talk feed. about Christian mingle anyway, though. Next episode, maybe. I'll watch shit, it. Shit. I'll watch it. Let's All fucking right, do let's it. Let's fucking watch it. That'll be our intro to episode 59 or whatever, which will be First uh, Samuel, by the way. How exciting is that? Good old Sammy. Yeah, really cranking through it. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Revelations. No one does. Someone should. And then send us emails at podcast at gmail.com. Just fling shit at us for all I care. I don't even... I'm not even working. Yeah. Yeah, right? I'll take anything. I'm like, I'm like, Hong Kong. Send us pictures of old dick. <laughs> <laughs> Hong Kong, <Honk>, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>